Well, hello and welcome to Virtual Team Dynamics, the All Fire podcast. My name is Francis Norman. I'm the founder and principal consultant here at All Fire. At All Fire, we specialize in helping organizations get the most from their virtual teams through understanding how team members interact. This is episode number 10, and we're going to be discussing the use of email in virtual team communications. As with all of our podcasts, there is an accompanying blog article on the Ulfire website, so please do check us out for additional information for other articles and for other podcasts. So, use of email in virtual teams is, well, the use of email in pretty well every team these days is um, just a given. Email is everywhere. It's all pervading and it's the default tool for virtually all business communications. In virtual team environments, though, the, the over-reliance or the complete reliance at times on written communication over verbal or over face-to-face can become something that, um, that, will, that will eventually lead to people becoming disconnected and can allow companies and people to, uh, to hide behind email and to, uh, to use that email in a, in a less than polite and um, sometimes quite offensive way in dealing with, in dealing with their virtual team colleagues. Sometimes people can use email because, because it's, a, it's an easy way to be aggressive when communicating in an unnatural way, in a way that people really, really would not normally discuss things if they were face to face or if they were in, if they were in a group environment. And without this face to face and without this um, checks and balances on the use of email, it can become very, very dangerous in, a, in, in maintaining team morale, maintaining and building relationships. Beyond that as well, the, the chance of email overload within within um, with individuals and within organizations everybody sending 50 100 emails to large numbers of other people during their working day can completely bury people and it can mean that instead of spending their time actually on the tasks that have been assigned they're spending their time just dealing with email trying to determine which emails are priorities which emails even are addressed to them and which emails they need to deal with and which de- emails they can quite easily ignore so this this risk of overload and this risk of um, of just getting completely consumed and buried in email has really slowed down the work of an awful lot of businesses people spend two or three hours of their normal working day in many offices, every single person will spend two or three hours of their normal working day simply working through the email correspondence that they receive. And that is a terribly, terribly unproductive way for people to function. So the combination of of the of the risk that uh, that you, that messages become confused when you're working in written messages instead of being able to address things verbally, the sense of disconnection because everything is coming at you in written form rather than verbally, and the just the volume that has to be dealt with can be completely overwhelming for so many people in so many businesses. 
The challenge, however, is that for many businesses and for many virtual teams, email is potentially the only way that they can communicate reliably, frequently and without having to resort to working and communicating outside of their normal times. If you have two offices which are separated by eight or nine or ten hours across time zones, then the chances of people being at work in all of those offices, in both of those offices at the same time, are very slim. Consequently, for day-to-day communications, the email written message is about the only way that people are able to communicate. So there's a, there's, a, there's a balance that needs to be maintained and achieved that allows people to communicate frequently, accurately, concisely and precisely without becoming aggressive, becoming overloaded and becoming overworked in terms of just managing the volume that they get. So a few tips in terms of just getting the balance right with email. If you have the chance, if you are working at the same time zone as people in the other areas, pick up the phone, speak to them, talk to them in a, as, a, as a person-to-person verbally and only where necessary follow up with an email. A lot of discussions don't need written backup and if they do need a written backup, that's great, but if they don't, then just have that verbal communication. Use the time on the phone to build a relationship with the people in the other locations. Only copy the people who absolutely need to know or be part of the conversation in your email. Don't CC half of the office, half of the organisation. If they don't need to see that email, then just don't copy them in on it. Sometimes it it can become tempting to, to copy in somebody's boss or to copy in your own boss or people like that. But if you don't need to do it, don't do it. It just buries, it just adds to the workload that these people have to deal with in terms of just filtering through the volume that they receive. Be explicit in the requests that you put on an email. Put down on your email who you want to do what, how you would like them to do it, and give them a time frame and a, and a real context in terms of why you need it and what and how it affects your priorities and your abilities to do your work. That way they're able to to filter and to sort things and manage priorities. And also to come back to you sometimes and say, look, sorry, I just can't do that in the time you've asked for. It will save an awful lot of frustration as time goes by. Acknowledge when you get a request. If someone emails you and says, can you do this for me by this time? Just three, four words on an email back to them saying, yes, I'll do my best or no, I can't or whatever. It lets them know that you've received the email and it helps them feel that they can rely on you and trust you to respond and to let them know what's happening. Without that, people's minds tend to they tend to um, become a little apprehensive and they're not sure whether they're actually going to hear from you. So it's, it's very important that you, that you just let people know whether you've received that email or not. Acknowledge when you get what you've asked for. Even just a simple thanks, a little emoticon smile or whatever, just to go back to say thank you very much for doing that work for me or for helping me out or for passing me this little piece of information. Again, it helps build a human contact and a human relationship and it mimics what people would do or should do if they were working face to face you would get work done for you and you would you would actually say thank you very much or that's great or um, or you'd smile and shake someone's hand or whatever so that little bit of human contact that little bit of gratitude makes a big difference try and avoid following up 
in email day after day after day if somebody hasn't got back to you try them on the phone they might not be at work they might not be available they might be so busy that they haven't even had the chance to read your email or they may have read it and not understood what the context was if you give them a call ideally give them a call beforehand but if you give them a call afterwards just say look can we is there any questions is it all okay do you understand what we need far 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 more helpful more polite more productive than an email every day that tend they tend those emails tend to ratchet up become more and more and more demanding as time goes by if your priorities change let people know don't just let somebody keep working on a task that you've asked them to do if you don't actually need the output from that task let them know so that they can then move on to other work and equally, if your priorities increase, let them know that you are that you need stuff earlier. And again, try and do it verbally rather than by email. And finally, respect your virtual team colleagues. Email can be very impersonal. You have to be very careful how you sign an email. You have to be very careful how many people you copy. So just allow them the respect that you would like that they would allow you and make sure that you are helping them balance their workload in just the same way as you are hoping they will help you balance yours. So hopefully these have been some useful tips for people when they're working with email in virtual teams. If you have any other suggestions, any other experiences, we always love to hear back from people. Please do feel free to uh, to jump onto our to the Ulfire website and uh, and leave some comments there for us. It's always good to get comments and feedback from people that that help us all share our knowledge and build our skills. So anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and I very look forward, very much look forward to speaking to you in future episodes. Bye bye.